You're listening to Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX, and here with me today, the one, the only, nobody else but himself, Mr. Monster Deface. What's going on, buddy? Let's go, baby. I told you boys, man. I showed you guys the text. We got too loud in the building. It's happening. We're back for another episode, and thank you guys so very much for just checking in with us weekly. You guys are the driving factor behind us getting on here and recording this, and we have so much to talk about, too. We have a whole season in front of us and just tons of other topics we really want to touch on today. Man, there's so much to talk about, and you're right. We're back here again. When we think traveling is going to slow, traveling increased for me. And you have also been around, been around, flying everywhere, casting everything. Well, let's talk about that for a second. You just got back from what, PAX, right? PAX East? Yeah, I know. Like, under the, the scary times to travel, we're traveling, Troy, so. I know, I'm going to prayer. LA, bro, this weekend. I was going to say, the- <laughs> I'm sending prayers to you, man. Stay healthy, stay safe, take your vitamins, dude. Coronavirus um, is going to get, oh, Yeah, no. man, got to be doing the same. But, yeah, we just I just got back from Boston. I went out there on behalf of Samsung. We, uh, we hosted their mobile tournament. I played on their new device. It was fun, man. It was just all around good vibes. Got to meet Ducky the Gamer formally for the first time. S.S. Santa, players like Grant. Um, Roland, just great mobile young gods. Like we're talking professional mobile yeah. players, um, which they wow me all the time. So if you're a listener, you play on mobile, man, I've seen these these guys in person doing it up. It's uh, it's it's fascinating to watch. Dude, what are, oh, mobile in general, like, I don't know if you've ever looked at the numbers, but like basic, like mobile gaming is like triple of what any rather console gaming or PC gaming is like, obviously we all know, like there's a ton of kids that play little games, but what I've discovered in the past years, there's like, and you know, this probably better than anybody, how good some mobile games actually are out there. Yeah. Just a little fun fact for the listeners. We're on a bit of a detour here, but I started yeah. mobile gaming way back when. So my first like two or three years in the gaming space was on phone games. It was the most accessible. I come from a place where, you know, I didn't grow up very wealthy. So like having a gaming PC or like a console with really great internet just wasn't a thing for, for me for a while. Um, so being a little less privileged, mobile was my source of gaming for quite a few years. Um, now, how does that translate today? Dude, the Asian market, mobile games are killing it. So it may not be like the biggest thing in the States, but outside of the States, it's huge. The biggest game that hit the States in recent time was that COD Mobile. But yeah. other than that, like, yeah, like, dude, mobile gaming has some, there's some seriously polished titles out there. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And, and the fact that you can like use, like, I think we mentioned a few weeks ago, like a controller now with. iOS devices like and tablets i got a buddy at work that bought a new surface pro this week like you know he's talking about he's how he's doing his mobile gaming on there like it is really crazy how awesome mobile gaming is and fortnite is not one to to lack in that at all like the mobile experience is a fun experience it is it it, like i'm not gonna say it's like a great experience like a pc and a mouse and a keyboard right no you know what i'm changing my mind man it's like pretty smooth and then you have full customization like they have more field of view than a PC player. Like, they literally have everything we want on PC. You can lock weapons into spaces. You can fully customize your HUD. Yeah, like, yeah. bro, they're decked out. They're, like, under the radar. They're the most low-key. Like, if Fortnite mobile was the everything you can do on there, you can do on PC, dude, we'd be, like, killing it. Dude, so I'm mobile, telling you, yeah. your own lane, man. Yeah, and mobile is, it, I mean, and like we said, there's a lot of other games. I think 
One that I, I found last year, I was actually with you in Golden Boy when he showed me Brawl Stars. And I was like, holy cow, this game. And that game is a game I go to all the time. It is so much fun. Uh, and that's a, that's another Supercell hit, dude. Supercell yeah. is one of the companies just slapping all kinds of hit. You have companies like Netmarble, um, obviously Tencent, who owns a piece of Fortnite in, yeah. or Epic Games Big Stake, right? So, like, yep. dude, those guys rule the world, man. Yeah, they they they're and they're doing it right for sure. If you haven't checked out Fortnite Mobile, like seriously, you should at least go try it and see all the cool features. If you don't play it, just check it out because it is really cool to see what everything's listed there. As Monster said, like the oh the ability to customize the screen. And every little bit of it, the way that they do on mobile is absolutely un like they don't get enough praise for what they've done in the mobile space for a shooter game. Seriously. Yeah. I, it's not just because we're the Fortnite podcast, but like legit, if you go see it, you'll you'll totally agree. Uh you mentioned Call of Duty. Yes, been doing that. A lot of traveling around for Call of Duty. Um, shout out to anybody else that likes Call of Duty that's listening to this podcast. But if you don't, guess what? I'm still happy that you listen to the podcast. I just maybe don't like you as much as the guy that plays Fortnite and Call of Duty. That's it. Uh, <laughs> but as you mentioned, Monster, we have a ton to talk about when we talk about Fortnite and not just the mobile aspect of it, but also the updates we were getting, right? We, we, we've, we've seen Season 2 roll out. We've got our first big update. Well, I guess you could call update really not really big, maybe. I don't know. Uh, in 12.10, we got llamas. They came back. You know, resurrect the llama. The life of the llama is back. Um, what was what was the llama? Didn't didn't uh, didn't Lupo have a have a nickname for the llama for a long time? Wasn't there a, a nickname? I, I don't there? know if he had a nickname for it, but you know, I think I think the general population is happy the llama came back. I Do you have a nickname it for it? Do you have a nickname for the llama? You call on the stream? I don't. I don't. I don't know. Not not one that that's coming to the top of my what head about right tweet, now. What about tweet at monster and tell him what he should name the llama? So that he can refer to it on I do, I do have a nickname stream. for floppers. I do have a nickname for floppers. You call those sushi. Sushi. Okay. Pretty, pretty catchy one. Yeah, you know, we hitting yeah. the sushi bar over here. Hitting that sushi. I got you. Out, I like that. Uh, um, especially since you chow them down. So it's pretty, pretty fun, Nick. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I feel like now your, uh, your viewership and listener and listener base will be, you know, pushing for you to come up with a nickname for the llama as you go throughout uh, your streams here the next week, hopefully, you know? I want, I want, I'll check in with you to see if you come back with something good, but we had the llama return. We had proximity mines get introduced, and we got a ton. There is this for sure, a ton of bug fixes. So, as we jump in here first, just to talk about it, and and I'll let you kick it off. But a little bit about the llamas. You you mentioned it. How 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 important are these to having game? Is it important at all? Is it getting used at a pro level at all? Like, what does it mean? Llamas are back. Yeah, no, like, so these pros have this thing with being able to spot a pixel in the distance. They can look at the world map and just see the llama and then build a strategy around. It's actually, like, it's incredible. I can't do it. I don't know what the trick is, but they can literally spot it from the spawn island. It's so, so yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> so it is I important. thought they were it's playing with projectors, right, for the longest yeah, looked, time, and I don't know. literally looked like they were cheating, but um, no, it is important. It's, of, of course, important into the economy of the game. The reason I thought they took them out originally was because the new season update, the big update, introduced the, the agencies. So because of all the new agency areas and all the henchmen and stuff, I thought, hey, the map is bigger. The first zone is extended so players can actually loot for longer. Maybe the balance of the game, like there's so much more loot because you added like five new major points of landing spots. Maybe they took the llamas out for like game balance. Um, I think they did do that originally, but 
maybe due to general public riot, they returned <laughs> llamas back into the game uh, because, you know, that that's just how people do it. Llamas are like a core part of the game. Um, but yeah, no, they're great. And I mean, I want to talk more about just some of the changes too that was recently introduced. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you could jump right. I mean, we also had, you know, proximity minds. I got to ask you, like, you have C4, everybody has their opinion. How how much is like another introducing another explosive like this into the game? How much does it change? Like like you're saying necessarily like what I'm holding in my loadout. Yeah, the C4 is the one of the more unbalanced ones, and it's crazy that we're revisiting this. This is like back to season one all over again. When they first brought it into the game, it was powerful. Once people figured out that it's an instant kill, if you're just above them. It, they never looked back. It was eventually banned from competitive. Yeah, we kill servers, right? Like it literally at the end of games, kill servers. We're too. back there, dude. We're knocking on that kill the server door. Let me tell you, because C4 once again is just causing server degradation. It's just so yeah. like destructive, and it's hard to you know build a defense against it because when they come raining in, it's just over in the in the blink of an eye. So it, myself and and everyone that's running like the scrims and stuff like that, we're thinking about putting you know a ban into play for c4 again we did this in the past um it helped lean epic to removing them eventually from competitive so i think we're we're back at that point again because yeah nothing's changed ever since they've come back to the game it's been causing a lot of issues so if you're having issues like bugs and stuff like that a lot of it is kind of related to uh the c4 some way somehow uh we also saw let's see this year the, i'm reading the un un Un, uh, unofficial ones as well. So tell me if we had this. I didn't even know this one happened, but the heavy sniper spawn rate increased from the uh, yeah, that, ID scanner chest, of co- according to this. So what happened was the heavy snipers are only able to drop from those scan chests where you jump into disguise, you go to the chest, you scan yourself, or you take one of the henchmen and you, you put his face to it. Um, but what happened was in the update, and I don't really know why they did this. They made the henchmen themselves occasionally hold a heavy sniper, which is like kind of doubled the spawn rate on accident. So not only are they dropping more likely from the chest, but these guys are holding them walking around the Island so that way more players are holding heavy snipers. The problem with the heavy sniper is the damage. This is another thing that players just always felt like dude, the damage is way too high. Um, that 150 thresholds, almost a one hit you know, knock every single time and not, not to mention double heavy sniper in the duo meta is just ridiculous. So yeah, the, the spawn rate increase on that was another thing that uh, I'm not too fond of. I don't think the players in general are too happy with either. I, I, I didn't even actually ask you about this right after this chapter two launch we talked, but like the henchmen in general, how, I mean, how do you feel like whenever you, to have this, we have had the zombies before, right? We've had all these, these different events that occurred the the community as a whole has always been very vocal of like NPCs basically in inside battle royale we don't really like it that much like it's not it's not their favorite thing I I don't see as much hate with this one though and that's interesting right I was gonna touch on that this is the first time they've got NPC right like they're strong they can take you down but the reward for tackling an agency is very high so like there's a there's a proper balance between Ooh, we want these here. And, you know, we want to fight for what they're guarding. Um, And it's not easy. You got to get the boss. You got to take the boss down to get the key card to open the special vaults to get mythic weapons. Benji Fishy is actually pro mythic weapons in the battle royale. He's one of the few big names that is not afraid to 
drop the unpopular opinion. I love that about him. He's always so honest. Um, he actually just sent out a, a, a tweet just like that. It's like, dude, I'm all about the mythic weapons because they allow you to take the risk to get the super OP weapon and Makes then sense. like run yeah. your lobby. Like, you know what I mean? You can play for the W. Um, and not only that, like just kind of doubling back to the henchmen, the only issue I think myself and everyone else has is the darn music. It's so loud. Once they get on your back, dude, like the, the, they crank it up to 100, man. Things just start popping off and the music is too loud. If you can eliminate that factor or like lower it so it's a little more subtle, um, man, I, I think the henchmen introduced and, and the agencies are so good. And look, look, the audio guys at Epic just want their music to be heard a little bit, okay? They, they, they want get- their, their swords to be heard, the music, <laughs> the, the gunshots. It's crazy. <laughs> no, I do agree. Uh, it is very loud. But I, I, I like it, too. The only thing that I have, and I will say it's been a pain point, is like, oh, hey, look, I'm on a rotation. Oh, crap. I forgot this, actually, this building has henchmen in it. And it actually, like, it could change your game so much. I see your little smirk there. But, like, I, I, has this happened to you as well? I have been bodied by henchmen. <laughs> they they walk around with heavy ARs that do like 40 damage a piece. Yeah. And if they turn and burn you, you don't get an alert when they see you. Um, only if you're looking at them, you'll see like the yeah, yeah, exclamation yeah. point come up above their head. But they have aimbot. Yeah. They are, they're walking aimbot. Yeah, no, they're so good. Uh, they can open fire. They can literally ruin your game. They can take all your shields and stuff. Henchmen, and put you, the controllers down. You don't need aim assist. Yeah, mind you, I've only been playing arena. So when you get ripped a piece by a, a heavy AR from the back because you take a fight like near a henchman, it really does suck. Yeah, you, that's even worse than mine. Mine are just for fun, you know, just playing around. Yours, however, a lot more. A little, little more sweaty. Yeah, Muscles a little more. Back just to comp guys. <laughs> just no, a little seriously bit. though, for 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 all of our listeners, I am back to playing competitive. Um, just just to keep you know keep the casting sharp. I've decided yeah. that you know we're going hard, and man, we've got some noticeable improvement. We've been going in for like three weeks now. Well, on top of all those changes, we also got a ton of bug fixes. I mean, there's XP bug fixes for coins not appearing, XP bar, unable to close the map input, like. The list for this is insane, especially if you go if you go to Fortnite.com and you go to the update and you look at the list, like it is, I don't know, 30 things long at least. Uh, so they are definitely working on things. I think sometimes, especially as a fan of a game, like you were like, dude, what is going on? Why aren't they working on a thing? Why aren't they making, you know, better better changes? Why aren't they fixing all this stuff? Like, I feel like there's a lot of stuff on these lists that they know they need to fix constantly that like, get pushed back because we get a new item and eventually they have to have an update like this that's just full of bug fixes yeah i think what it is is especially like with the chaos engine um you know their their most recent like new physics addition to the engine i think what happened is they knew they were gonna have to take like two steps back in order to jump over the next hurdle to really charge up this next big sprint um and and that's why it leads us perfectly into our next topic of why they're not doing tournaments as well right yeah. This is all like this all correlates. So I really do think that they knew for a fact that we're going to have to take two steps back to just kind of, you know, take the blow now, but in the long run, make a better game and a better experience for everyone. Uh, when they do this as well, though, we also get leaks. You know, when we have these new updates, we have the new patches every week. There's all those, there's those leakers out there. They're, they're trying to find out the details monster. They want to squeeze out all the juice out that lemon as much as they can. And this week they found helicopters. And usually we don't talk about leaks. 
All right, we don't we don't talk about this stuff and the skin's coming out. We don't, we try to stay away from all the, you know, maybe. But I got to bring this one up because me and you have been around since the beginning. We know what happens when we introduce a new vehicle into this game and especially one that can fly, okay? Last time this happened, it was literally we thought the death of like the community was going to just uproar against Epic <laughs> and just leave them because they wanted hell they wanted planes gone, right? So what happens if we get helicopters, monster? These these things, according to the no, numbers no, I saw, fifteen hundred HP. Get... Yeah, yeah, no, I think we are going to get helicopters. I don't, I don't think it's a what if, it's a when. Um, and it's so funny. This was like the big joke that everyone was. I was personally trolling about like, yeah, don't worry. Next season we're getting helis. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it just seemed like the next crazy thing is helicopters. We got machines, we got planes. All right. Now we're going to loop back to helicopters. Then after that, it's going to be some weird transformers again. You know what I mean? It just makes sense to me. Um, so, yeah. They, yeah. they seem, it seems so powerful. The stats that we're looking at, it looks ridiculous. And we know the audio guy likes to get crazy. Whoever the engineer <laughs> behind the vehicle, whoever the vehicle guy is, he loves to get crazy too. They want to just be Literally, known. This is what it's going to be, be like, monster, when you're playing. It's like, up here above, above the city, what can we see? A monster going ahead and building, turning a 90 there. You know, like oh literally that's gosh. what it's going to be like, bro. It's going to be nuts. I can't, I can't, it's going to be insane, but you're right. Like damage 50, 50 damage to a player, building damage, 150 explosive damage, 70 damage uh, to builds 450. So, I mean, yeah. if you remember when we took planes out, it, we took them out at the end, they were doing no damage to buildings. Well, they couldn't do the ramming structure anymore. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if these vehicles have that ramming structure, but it, from what we see, is looking very likely they can do everything that planes did and more. <laughs> hey, uh, monster, can you give us that weather update today, sir? What's the traffic looking like? <laughs> hey, guys, those are the uh, those are the helicopter blades. If you didn't catch it, by the way, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah Troy's yeah, in yeah. the air right now, flying yeah. around, flying around. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Uh, I can't. I can't wait to see what happens. You were you were at DreamHack as well uh, during our break, and you cast it a little bit, little little cast. No, no, I actually actually sit home for DreamHack. Um, I watched Shio and Bala do the community oh, that's coverage. Right, that's right, that's right. I was yeah, I was actually more so afraid of the venue not having proper internet to kind of sustain a, a stable cast. But I learned I learned that weekend that DreamHack has some of the the best gigafiber lines you can ask for, um, which I'm very happy to know. Now, maybe I won't miss the next one, but dude, DreamHack was awesome. We uh, definitely got some good community coverage out of Ball and Shio and everyone else that attended, uh, all the players that got to stream their perspectives. We turned a community event out of it for something that wasn't covered officially. Yeah, I saw some stat like bio, uh, like, like Shio and Bala did like, what was it like 20 hours of coverage or something crazy, right? Like, yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty much like sun up to sundown, kind of sitting there in the land pit, hanging out, um, tons of great interviews. It was like, it was like what we needed. It was that little bit of personal touch behind the scene of like, Hey, you dude, come sit down, come say what's up to the Fortnite community. And everyone just kind of accepted it for what it was. And it was the only place you can see something. So yeah, yeah, yeah. naturally like everyone was into it, man. We all supported it. It was great. Well, mentioning see something and you said it earlier, no, no tournaments. I mean, here we are, man, like almost literally almost another month into the year. Um, we are in March now. Um, uh, and we have not heard anything. It's been almost what 
six, seven, eight months now since the World Cup? Like, we don't last, have any details. Like, is Nate still working at Epic? Like, is, is he still <laughs> there? Is that... Hey, man. Is that job posting I, available? Do you need to go right. post for that? Like, what's happening, Monster? I mean, Fortnite Competitive finally broke their silence. Um, they were on a streak, man, several weeks of not a single, like, message to the community on what's going on. Or uh, I'm not sure if they were just kind of playing it by playing it by ear to see if things were ready to launch a tourney or not. But um, long behold, they finally did speak up. Uh, their official message was something along the lines of, hey, we know you want comp, but we're not ready to release comp until the servers are ready. So what we're going to do is what we've been doing in this downtime is we're working hard to, you know, get stability to where it needs to be so that we can, you know, showcase the game at, a, at what we think is a, a good level before we start putting money back into the community. And I thought that was the best thing they could have said. It could have came sooner, right? It could have come much sooner. We knew that's what they were doing, right? Because there's no way you're going to do a World Cup. And yeah. then do an FNCS finals and a TwitchCon and support all this stuff, and then disappear. That that doesn't make it makes no actual sense, especially coming into New Year, especially when you have these other big games announcing their their leagues yep. and there's you know all the other success and their their attorneys and how everything is going and you know what I mean? All these all these big opportunities bubbling around the esports scene. There's no way Epic's gonna sit back and not get a piece of this action. So they did finally speak up. We haven't gotten tournaments because they feel like the game hasn't been ready, but you know what? That gives more opportunity for third parties to kind of use this time to, to host some things and hopefully still keep the community happy. Yeah, I'm excited. And you guys are doing a ton over at the uh, the practice server, right? Like constantly. Yeah. Yeah, no, at the practice server, we've really been aggressive and in, in seeking opportunity uh, with sponsors and, you know, organizations. If you're a listener and you like, you know, kind of what we're talking about as far as supporting the ecosystem of the competitive community, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, we've really become a, an official tournament organizer for the scene and we have we have epic support as well so with them and ourselves we're scaling up rapidly and we're hosting some great things for the comp scene well i and we we talked a little bit about the dream hack but we didn't really cover what happened at dream hack as far as mr savage walking away with 30 grand uh what Dude. what about it about his performance in there like really struck out to you well, he was so consistent. It wasn't until about game four where he really turned things around. And he started storming the leaderboards. And it's not every day that when someone takes first place, they just don't look back. He actually took the last game victory to ice it all off. He put the wow. ice on the cake after a huge weekend of being signed to 100 Thieves. So not only did he leave NRG, he signs to 100 Thieves, enters, enters into his first tournament and then takes first place, which what he tweeted out was a dream come true to pick up the trophy and be able to shout in front of all of his friends and fans. And, um, dude, it was beautiful, man. Just again, we didn't even get the official covers. We got the raw, like cell phone coverage. Yeah, and it was yeah, still yeah. so raw. It was so good. Um, and then just seeing his messaging coming out. So it was, it was awesome, man. How important do you think it would be if, if dream hack like this, an event like this would have been this big production event again, like we normally see. Well, the crazy part is, it, it, so like I said, we've been doing tournaments and stuff like that. We reached out to them and we were trying to get their blessing. Like, hey, listen, we just want to, you know, give us a spot, give us a little stage, whatever you need to do. We have a full on, you know, pr production that we can put on. We, yep. have a, we have all the resources we need. We're not asking you to even pay us. Just allow us to do it for the community because... It is important. It's important to capture these moments. Like Mr. Savage said, it's a dream come true for him to pick up that trophy. There's no way you throw quarter million dollars 
you don't build a show around it or at least allow the people to make some kind of great content, which I'm happy they did. At least Bala and Shio managed to catch some, you know, right. some piece of the spark, right, of the flame that was going on throughout the course of the week. And that was only a taste of it. And that was such a great turnaround. Yeah, I, I, uh, I definitely think like these events and what we've seen around Fortnite is always the, the, the biggest media, the, the biggest out- outcome for fans, like when they decide to highlight an event and really push it, like it becomes a thing. We see it trend on Twitter. We see it trend on Facebook. You see Instagram postings everywhere. Like there is no question that when a Fortnite event goes off and it has the support publicly from Epic to push it, like it goes on like nothing else, right? It's something to think about. That was a quarter million. And like you said, it was picked up by everyone. We hosted the Elite Cup for $10,000. So many news articles picked it up because... Fortnite is just exciting to people and it's one of the biggest games in the world. So when you, like you said, when you do tournaments around it and your biggest names are competing, if they're competing for 10 K they're competing because they want to be the best in the world at this game. And they will do anything to stay on top of that throne. So the the game's exciting. The players are exciting and the content is so good. Um, Yeah. More tournaments. Let's go. Right. Bro, What a storyline leaving NRG, right. And the amazing company that that is esports organization that that is, Going to probably the only other really big name you want to land there's at. Not you know, a, like, yeah, it's not many. Like there's, I mean, there's not many that are in the realm of a hundred D's NRG, right? Like there's not maybe Liquid. Like those, those are there's very few of those top top orgs like that. And I know I've seen it firsthand actually how much Nade Shot loves to win loves it like more than the success more than the clothing more than anything else that man loves to win he he won twice he had two wins in in his first and only season in call of duty with 100 thieves he already has this win right here like like this this i bet to him was so fun to have mr savage come there and win this and put 100 t's name you know around a trophy in fortnite already uh and i'll tell you it's just unbelievable I was going to say, I'll tell you, he's had players in the Fortnite space. No one has been able to kind of, you know, take the throne as a first place. I think season elevate where they're closest prior to this, but now they have a real superstar. They have a superstar in Savage. I talked about Savage. I, I think the difference between Savage and some of the other players on there is that he has the potential to like really go viral. Good looking really timid right now but once he kind of breaks out and he's got the skill man once his personality breaks out i think people get to know him he can go viral he can be like the next tfu like he has everything going on he's a great kid um and he's only going to grow older from here so i think mr savage is a great investment for him to pick up and i think he's gonna be like like the next superstar definitely for that team so we we've seen these superstars basically come through Fortnite, right we have bizzle and like one of the big things people got from bizzle's early game in his career was like he always kept high ground very very good at keeping the high ground especially in those late circles right he was always always really good booga just seemed to always be really good at positioning in his rotations right we saw that throughout yep. th- throughout the uh, the world cup what is it about Savage's game that you immediately notice, man, this is, this is a difference maker a little bit, or he does this a lot that really puts him in a good position? What separates him from the rest is mechanical skill. He's, he's becoming the most hybrid of players. 
He's got what it takes to perform under any kind of pressure circumstance. Obviously, being up on the main stage like the Fortnite World Cup was probably his first land, you know, jitters kind of crossed off his resume, right? He's already got over the hump of being nervous at land. Now he's able to finally shine and put his skill to the full test. He's got the gameplay to back it. He's gaining the game knowledge because he's practicing hard. When a lot of people like, you know, kind of slack off when there's nothing going on. He's working hard around the clock, similar to how Benji Fishy is. Benji Fishy is at the top of his game. So right now the European region is really, really coming through with some strong competitors. It's because they haven't stopped practicing. They've, they're closing the gap and they're continuing to push the envelope further and further. And actually, I think Mr. Savage now is going to be living in America at the new content house. If I'm not mistaken, he was uh, announced via some trailer or something like wow, that. Wow, what Nation a rough life. Boys. Props to that yeah, dude, yeah. though, man. That's awesome. <laughs> so, like, he'll be competing on NA servers now. So, we're going to see much more of these European dominant players coming over to the States now and, and continue to play. Even you know, some of the OCE boys are touching down, you know, because Raised by Kings is doing some cool stuff. So, the international players are making it to the States. And they're they're here to play. You, uh, you kind of bring up a topic that's kind of interesting. Um, because this is actually happening in Call of Duty. A lot of the, even the European teams, the London and Paris teams, a lot of them live here. Like, I believe uh, Reciprocity last year, the entire team lived here. And I think that's a lot of the people that are on Paris right now. Don't hold me to that. I'm not think, thinking about the rosters completely right now. But it is interesting that a lot of them are coming to NA. Gamers from around the world are coming to NA no matter what their game is to kind of like take that next step, right? And as a gamer yourself, is is do you find that interesting that we've we have seen EU and I mean in other other esports like the league you know obviously China and and Japan those areas have been more prominent for the for that game but like when you talk about shooters especially like it seems like the US is is on target you know what they say the esports the sun revolves around the United States for esports like it's, it like goes in a circle around the states dude seriously um it, it kind of feels like that Definitely since the majority, I feel like the vocal majority, especially on social media, comes from the States. These are where all the, you know, the smack talking personalities come out from. They bring all the drama, <laughs> so right? So that's it. We're really good at smack talking, for sure. We're really good at drama and being, you know, the superstars in the limelight. And because of that, I think it, um, yeah, it brings the attention of people to want to, you know, naturally gravitate towards the States, man. I guess in a perfect world for a company, too, if you get all your best players in the same you know, area that you can fly them in and out. It's even better for, you know, them as well. So I think there's just a lot of opportunity here. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, definitely one thing that has a lot of opportunity as well is the opportunity to grow up while you play video games. Uh, unfortunately, some kids are getting shoved into this in situations that I'm not saying excuse any of their actions, but definitely is an interesting topic I want to talk about today. And we'll, we'll kick this off basically by talking a little bit about the, the phase dub racist remarks that were made. I'm not going to replay them. I'm not even going to say them. I'm definitely not going to say them for sure. <laughs> uh, but we're not going to play them either. We'll just basically say that uh, he, he, he said a, a, a racist word that is, that is commonly used uh, as a racist word in America and has been used yeah. as a racist word for way too long in America um and it, and it and it came out of him in a moment where m maybe he was with his friends and he didn't mean it in the negative context that he was in um but really like and 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 you know I'll I'll read his uh his little reply that he had online as well 
Um, obviously he's, he's very sorry he said it, but he said, I can't even describe how sorry I am. I did not intend to be hurtful in any way, but what I said was still hurtful, insensitive, and wrong. The words shouldn't have been in my vocabulary, and I apologize from the bottom of my heart to every, everyone I offended by using it. You deserve better. Um, you know, like I, I respect his, obviously his, his, uh, apology, I think to everybody, his fans, his non-fans, people, maybe that question his integrity. Uh, FaZe came out as well and basically said, FaZe Clan will not tolerate any form of hate speech. It is imperative for us to foster an inclusive environment in this community. Due to his actions, we are suspending dubs indefinitely from representing FaZe Clan while in professional uh, competition, streaming, or posting on his social channels. We're requiring dubs to go through sensitivity training and proactively requiring all FaZe mem Clan members to go through sensitivity training immediately. Sensitivity training. I number one, I didn't even know this existed, so it's pretty cool that they're taking the the steps to do that. Um, like my my big thing to you about this monster is the kid is young. He made a very 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 poor decision. There's no question there. Um, like where what do you say to him? Number one, like as a as a young person, what would you say to him? And and number two. Is there a lot of pressure on these guys to never screw up? I mean, they can't add their 16, 17, 15, 14 in some of these cases, you know, years old. And like, as soon as they mess up, it sounds like a lot of people are like bashing them publicly, right? They'll get on their Twitter and they'll say these mean things to them. And, and, and it's almost like you're saying rude things to somebody that said something rude isn't very very uh what do you yeah. call yeah. uh productive yes. right to the situation no yeah you're right and honestly there's nothing to say to him anymore i'm sure he's gotten plenty of lectures yeah. and you know he's he's feeling all the shame and guilt as he should and he's he's getting all the advice that he needs this just more goes out to the general public you need to look at these circumstances and these situations and learn from them like it, it's it's gonna catch up to you if you're doing it you know, behind the scenes or whatever, like these kind of things, accidents happen. They get, you know, thrusted into the light and people will find out about it. Dude, just carry yourself better. Just be better than that. You know, you can be better than that. Not only that, like someone just got banned on Twitch for shooting a loaded firearm on accident on Twitch. Like people do dumb the dude things. was drunk Not even too. Kids. He was drunk. Yes. <laughs> Not even kids. And this is why, like, this whole can of worms we can open up and talk about forever. Like, people just do things you don't think. Like, <laughs> there's a reason why firearms are dangerous. You don't play with them. You don't leave them out in the open because kids can grab them and accidents can happen. You can miss fire. Now it's streaming. Everything gets captured. Same when it goes that you're talking these stupid remarks. You don't know if the person you're talking to is streaming. You don't know if your friend's recording for yeah. whatever odd reason. The random person online could be a someone. You just don't know. You need to be more cautious of how you carry yourself. And I'm sure he understands that, but I'm just talking to everyone else, man. It doesn't just, it's not just what you say. It's what you do. This firearm, uh, you know, mishap, misfire that recently happened. Dude, he could have, like, he had animals in his house present. Like, yeah. anything could have happened, man. And that's, of course, talking the worst of the worst. But he got dropped from his org for that as well. 
Yeah, yeah, he got dropped from sore and it like ruined it. I mean, basically he was ruined that dude's career. Um Yeah, for sure. He can't he can't stream on Twitch anymore, so like his money income, like just think about that. Like his supply, everything. He doesn't know what he's going if he's going to get last month's money. Like that, that's a I whole different And I, I shouldn't laugh about this, but someone made a montage like introducing Sore, whatever his name is, and then yeah. he, <laughs> he cocked the gun and shot it <laughs> in slow motion. Like they made a whole montage of his reaction and the gun uh, popping off to the beat. Yeah. And I, I, it's not funny to laugh at because like it's so new but it was really funny um you know just as a piece of content the memes, so yeah, yeah, the content yeah if you were so clever the the darn memes they'll take your your darkest moments and make fun of it but um yeah guys you just you got to be more cautious of what you're doing man it's crazy i mean but is it fair like the way society is in general now right it's 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 so different than like maybe even i was a kid right and i'm only 35 uh yes to all you young people out I think, there i think I'm people are biased you're, you're like referring to like the cancer culture right where people just kind of tack on you and they want to tear you down well, yeah the, i mean it's not just that like when i was so growing up many times if i said something stupid around my brothers right or something i thought was cool like because they were older than me or maybe maybe i said something completely inappropriate at least right. when i was around my family or my friends like and and in public if I did that, like, more so is like, dude, you're an idiot. Don't say that crap. Like, this is how you need to talk. This is how you need, like, don't, don't make that mistake, blah, blah, blah. And, like, sure, there was moments in my life, I think we have all can say we've said crap we shouldn't have said and, yeah. and, and had those moments. But, like, now when you put a kid like, like Dubs who becomes his face, basically, of, of one of the faces of FaZe Fortnite, right, which is a huge brand to be a face of, and you're Absolutely. out there in this world trying to, you know, compete and win and gain popularity. And now, you know, you're fighting for subs and you're and you want the clicks, all that kind of stuff. Right. And you get caught up in these moments and then you make a mistake. It's like, dude, I haven't made a mistake. I'm like 16 years old. This is the first mistake I've made. And now my life is turned upside down. Like and then you have to imagine the mental state of these people. Right. Because like now all of a sudden, like their life was going great. Like the guy he saw who shot his gun. Like I'm watching this yesterday. I'm literally thinking about both these situations because they're both pretty young people. And the fact that they, they made these mistakes that literally could affect their life forever. What is their mental state? Right, like, Dude, oh and, crap! But and, and even that, I have another story which hasn't been made public, so I'm not going to use any names. But put it like this: another tier one organization signed a player recently, and you know, a lot of the times before an org goes public, before they go public, they let the player sit on the roster, they adopt them into the community, yeah, yeah. and 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 then they, uh, you know, strategically announce when they're going to announce the player. There, there was a recent huge signing of a tier one player who was making some homophobic remarks on someone else's stream they were dropped before their announcement could even go public so it's so crazy and this is not what? public information so i'm not gonna see names i'll tell you troy after this all ah. but like like it's so wild. like you don't you guys don't understand how even using some of these words yeah. that are sensitive to other people, organizations don't like it. You shouldn't be using it. It needs to be eliminated from vocabulary. And I think sensitivity training that, that like FaZe is putting their players through, it's more like common sense training. All organizations should do it when they sign a player on. Hey, listen, I agree. you're about to represent us. 
like this will not be accepted. Yeah. just let them know like they need it they really do need it especially the younger ones i think most of the older kind of yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That, but when they're young you don't know what culture they grew it. up in you don't know wh- yeah, the, where the they're coming from exactly just, yep. just don't know enough they need it more so than anyone else so if you're already on an org if you're an org owner use this opportunity man get ahead of the the bullet before you you catch it because yeah. like you know you can avoid these disasters before they happen no, I agree 100%. I think that's a sign also of, I keep going back to it, how young these people are, but how young the industry is as well, right? Like, this is a young industry. We got to learn how to prepare these kids. We got to learn, how, you know, we're, as a community, we're all learning this together. Um, yes. And and it is interesting to see it because it is a, literally a complete different group, a social group of people, complete different business group of people that have ever been tapped into before and uh and sometimes unfortunately they make poor decisions and you know best of dubs i mean i hope he does come back from this um i i think he was sincerely sorry based on you know the remarks i've seen and people that i know him you know supposedly say that he's you know he's not a racist person uh and so you know look at the end of the day we all make mistakes and best of luck to him and phase as they as they continue to figure out this journey well until we get out of here we got to get a tip and a trick from you monster so the man himself, let's jump right into it. You ask, do we have tips? Of course. Do we have tricks? Oh, yes, we do. So listen up. All right, Monster. I'm in the fight. I'm, 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 I'm learning all these things. I'm, I'm keeping all these little notes I hear from all the Monster D-Face YouTube videos in my head as I'm fighting. But now, still my opponent has the upper hand on me. What the crap do I do? Um... I talk from my own personal experience as a defensive player. A lot of times it will feel like you're not in charge of the momentum of the battle. I think it's important to stretch out the battle. Just keep building, keep on the move. I think what most people make a mistake of, they get uh, fear of losing a fight. Once they get tagged, once they feel like they have to heal, just continue to move. You have to outsmart your opponent, wait for them to make a mistake and, or draw off the battle till the third party comes around, because that'll be also your saving grace. Disengaging is grossly under, uh, underrated in Fortnite and being able to just kind of get away from a fight. It's okay to know like, Hey, this guy's like way better than me. He, he's going to beat me. If I try and, you know, make this edit here, like just keep on the move, draw them out. And sometimes they'll just give up. They're like, you know what? I'll find some, they're like a cat and you're the mouse, right? I'll find some new prey to mess with while he kind of just sits here. Uh, just make it, make it frustrating for them. I think that's the best thing you can do is just continue to stay on a move, stick and move and uh, draw out the fights, drawing out the fights will, uh, will probably save you in the long run. I do it a lot in arena, especially. It's good advice. Always good advice. And if you need more advice like that, you can go to youtube.com forward slash monster D phase and get tons of it. Ladies and gentlemen, there's so much stuff there. Make sure you're doing that. Well, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Shoot us a review on iTunes. Leave us a comment on Bean. You can tell us what you like and what you dislike and send all your complaints directly to Monster at the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com. And follow us on Twitter at the Fortnite Podcast. Myself, Too Loud TX. That's the number two L O U D T X, especially if you're a COD fan. I do some insights, some things behind the scenes. I show a little bit of what's going on in the scene as well. So follow me there. Uh, and of course, make sure you're following Monster D Face at Monster D Face. Monster, where can they find you throughout the week? As always, guys, content's up 24-7 on YouTube. I think what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to put a compilation together of most of our arena footage from lately as that's all I've been playing. So look out for some Monster D Face comp back on the YouTube channel and check me out on Twitch. I'm live Monday uh, mornings, pretty much Monday through Friday. So I'll see you guys there. Absolutely. Twitch.tv slash Monster D Face. I've been a member for like 12 years, bro. Nice. I think, something <laughs> like that. 
It's years, by the way, people. If you join Monster one month, we'll get you one year. That's right. So go do it. That's how we count go it. Go subscribe this. Go give him a year of subscription this week, guys. And until next time, dance out those kills and boast in those Victor Royales.